heading into the final weekend of the season, regular season for the Guardians, there are major, major lottery implications for the Guardians facing the Tigers, all pointing in a positive direction for the Guardians to move up in the lottery list. And we turn over our last regular season episode to you for a mailbag. You are Locked On Guardians, your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's show. Uh, I am Jess, Jeff Ellis. Over there is Justin Lotta. And if you're curious, I was just looking up to see who had the tiebreaker between Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Sadly, it is Cleveland. So, uh, you know, that's going to be interesting to watch. It does certainly feel like, as Justin pointed out today, Detroit uh, has, has won a bunch of games. So unless Cleveland sweeps, they're guaranteed a top 10 pick. So Boston's yeah. trying to, you know, also sneak their way into that top 10 uh, as well right now. And it's it's interesting. I mean, the Giants and the Padres are below 500. Uh, you know, the, the, the Reds, who are having a successful year, are tied with the Yankees in terms of record. And we're going to see currently, you know, Miami, I believe, uh, what that game is in a rain delay. But they're up on the Cubs for that final playoff spot. So it's going to be fun to watch how all of this unfolds. Yeah, I was just checking that out before we came on the air, Marlins and, and Mets, because that has implications. We want we, If you're a Guardians fan, we talked about it yesterday. If you're an everyday or you heard us say, got to root for the Mets. You want the Mets to win uh, to push Cleveland ahead of the Mets in the lottery. Yeah, it's 2-1 to one Miami. The Mets bullpen blew a, a one-run lead going into the eight, ninth inning, and now it's in a rain delay. Wild. And, Cle- and yeah, Jeff mentioned it too. Uh, the Tigers swept the – Royals and a doubleheader on Thursday. So going into the weekend, yeah, Detroit holds the tiebreaker over Cleveland because of the, uh, well, there's no tiebreaker because uh, Detroit has already clinched the uh, season series over Cleveland. So I guess if they tie, that is it. But Cleveland would, would need to sweep the Tigers to finish ahead of them at this point. So Cleveland can win. If they lose Friday and Saturday, they can afford to win Tito's last game. But also that could... Well, it depends kind of what's happening around the league. Let's, let's be honest. If, That's you know. true. Pittsburgh and, and the Mets. So now yeah. this weekend, we already mentioned that Pittsburgh is playing the Marlins, who are fighting for their playoff lives. The Mets are playing the Phillies, who the Phillies should be resting their guys. So there's a, a lot of good, a good lot of positive energy going and, towards Cleveland this weekend. Yeah, and, and I know a lot of people in terms of lottery. are kind of mad about Cleveland season. Like it's unusual for them to be in the top 10. Again, we'll point out it hasn't happened since Clint Frazier, who's going to turn 30 next year. Uh, but I also want to point out today, St. Louis clinched last in their division. I'd be curious to see. I assume the year we, I may not even be true. The year that, no, it's not true. I would, I, because the year they took Clint Frazier, uh, the twins picked in front of him. So I'd have to go look and see if it was last time Cleveland was last in their division. But St. Louis is uh, only the second time since like the 19 teens they're finishing last. And this is just one of my favorite random bits of draft information. Uh, I've talked about before that the draft used to go ALNL, ALNL, which meant that Cleveland always, for some reason, had the worst record when they didn't get the top overall pick. They had the number two pick two years in a row, the guy in between, Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> so worst team in baseball oh, yeah. two years, Griffey's in the middle. 
what's interesting at this and why I talk about it, St. Louis and Boston are the only two teams that have never picked first or second. So it's just interesting to see if a lotto shift happens with the, either of those teams as they both move up. Cause those are the only teams that have never picked first or second. And Cleveland is a handful of, I uh, used to know, I probably have it somewhere teams that have never picked uh, one, but there's only two teams that have never picked second. And it was a weird year. Uh, as mentioned, like San Diego, Cleveland, St. Louis, the Mets, these are all teams that uh, people did not expect to be in the top, the bottom, you know, bottom half of the league. But I, again, even the Angels, the Angels in sixth place right now. I mean, I know they weren't a great team, but, you know, they're picking six would be was just pretty high for them. They already picked high this year. So, yeah, lot, yeah. lots to, to watch this weekend. Unfortunately, none of it. You're rooting for Cleveland and you're not you're not gearing up for a playoff race, which is is always a bummer. And Cleveland's got nothing to play for, really. It's advantageous for them to lose. I know Lucas Giolito doesn't want to lose. He's going into free agency. And Tristan McKenzie wants to pitch well going into the offseason. And uh, Cal Quantra wants to pitch well going into the offseason. They want to probably win one more for Tito. I'm sure that. But the Tigers, hey, the Tigers are going to want to win this weekend for Miguel Cabrera. It's Miguel Cabrera's mm-hmm. last weekend of baseball. So a lot on the line in terms of that. It'll be an interesting series to watch to see the interactions between these two teams with Tito and, and Miguel Cabrera. And uh, I'm sure, like you said, there's probably some misplaced. We want to finish in the second place because that's, you know, and the, and the players, of course, the players want to win. The players don't care about the lottery. The, care, the players care about winning. But the franchise as a whole should care about the lottery. And I guarantee you Cleveland's thinking about it because yeah. – <clears throat> It's it's a big difference maker, as Jeff pointed out. Okay. Can, can I do got, one, one last thing before we dive in? I have to point this out. I couldn't help. Do you want to know the difference between a good and a bad organization? Nothing shows it better than like Cleveland with, you know, they've had all these prospects. This is the only time they're going to pick in the top 10 in the last decade. And then you have the Angels, who the last two years have given up their second round pick so they could sign Noah Syndergaard to a one-year contract and give Tyler Anderson three years. I had forgotten why they didn't have a second rounder. They, they, they're so shallow prospect wise. And, you know, the, the guys they drafted, I mean, you know, Chanel uh, looks like he has mild straw power, but he's getting, getting on base at a crazy amount. Uh, but man, that's, 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 that's kind of fascinating right there. Kind of shows uh, Tyler Anderson and, and Thor are the reasons they lost two second round picks. And the angels also are not going to, they're very dangerously close to not finishing uh, below the luxury tax because some player that they traded away or let go is close to um, getting a bonus due to appearance. I think it's uh, Dominic Leone, former Clevelander Dominic Leone. If he gets one more appearance, I think he gets like a 750 K bonus for an appearance, a bonus. And the angels are forced to pay part of that, which with them over the luxury tax. And isn't so, he, yeah, he's playing for Seattle. So yeah, like if you're Seattle, why? And if no, but I'm just saying, if you're Seattle, actively hurt the Angels. Why yeah. wouldn't you actively hurt your division rival by throwing them out there? Like especially if yeah. the game and, gets well, out of hand. The, Mar- the Mariners just need to win anyway. If Donald Leone gives them a chance to win, they're going to pitch him. Yeah. And uh, so, and that, and we've talked about it before. I think he's if with the, the Mariners, or is he with the Mets now? He, I, I need I, to see. I, no, I, he's, yeah, I'm he's the sure. Mariners. He's been with three teams this year. It's the Mariners right now. Yeah. So the Angels, when they when they do lose Shohei Otani over the offseason, uh, the comp pick would be the fourth round and not the yeah. second round because uh, of the luxury tax thing. So, yay, Angels, things could always be worse. So, as frustrating as this has been for Cleveland this year, and I know it's been like, 75 what? years in general, but <laughs> could be I mean, worse. I mean, 
Seattle. You got two of the best players in baseball history in your team the last decade, and you have done absolutely. You have zero the last two them. generational talents. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like Mike Trout. If I, when I die and I make like my all-time team of my life, Mike Trout will be on it. Like I'm a hundred percent. He's a jet. He is, you know, before health derailed him, he was on a, a Willie Mays type of career. Uh, when he was in the early going, it was just unbelievable. And then Otani just did things we have never seen. And you have two generational talents. And I understand the idea of a generational talent is there shouldn't be two, but Hey, and but those two guys and they've managed to be so poor at everything they do it's 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 comical yeah all right let's get to our first question while we still have time yes. uh comes from tim on youtube and this is a tito question do you think tito gets offered a front office position at least as an advisor i am going to say, say yes we said yes yesterday and yeah yeah we already said yes i you know he's gonna go out and get off-season surgery he's got two hernias yeah, it's not gonna be right yeah. away He's got a shoulder surgery. I mean, he can consult from his hospital bed yeah. and his rehab facility while he's still I think recovering from those surgeries. A position, but I think he takes a bit to be active with it. But yes, I, I agree. I think yeah. he's a position with this team. Yeah, and I, I would like we talked about it yesterday. I would almost guarantee that he is probably going to um, give his the, the team will ask for his input on on managerial stuff. I don't know if he'll be actively like in the room as they interview these new managers. The room where it happens. Managers. They don't know if they'll be in the room where it happens, but I guarantee that they will at least reach out and get his opinion on certain guys. And they probably already have, truthfully, at this point. We'll hear more uh, at the post-mortem press conference next week, I'm sure, um, when all that wraps up. But, yeah, he, he you know, the Guardians have already talked about it. He's already mentioned it. If he doesn't manage again, I don't know. I mean, you never know. If he manages again, he might get the itch. He's definitely not managing in 2024. Yeah. So... We'll see. And I, I think it would be good for Cleveland to keep him on as an advisor. Clearly very respected, has a good history, um, knows a lot of stuff. It's worth it. All right, we've got lots of questions both on YouTube and Twitter. We are going to do our best to fit them all in our window today. So hang tight. You know, we love the new sponsors and we love those that stick around with us. And one of those is Sleeper. The MLB playoffs are around the corner, which means the clock is ticking on your chance to win 100 times your payout on daily fantasy baseball. Baseball has never been more exciting. I mean, look at the year Ronald Acuna is having. It's it's unlike anything we've ever seen. Uh, you know, we, we talked about Otani and Betts is challenging, you know, for the for the MVP. All you got to do is pick a stat category, pick more or less, miles straw, less home runs uh, for stars like these, and then uh, and more for up to 100 times payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right, and you could win big. Use the promo code Locked On, and you can get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms, conditions, buy, see Sleeper's terms of use for details. Six forty. Check out your Sirius XM map as you're sitting from a high school football game somewhere, maybe. Uh, Kristen McKenzie and Joey Wentz. Or I'm sorry, it's Kyle Quantrill on Friday. And Joey Wentz for the Tigers, a lefty. So, no Bo Naylor. I'm sure we'll see Cam Gallagher and for one of the last times of the season. Oh, the final game of the season. That's great. Uh, you definitely want to listen to Cam Gallagher bat on your Sirius XM app. Just search Guardians on that app. Listening to him will make you want to take a bat to your radio. <laughs> well, that would be your phone, most likely. And I don't think anybody wants to do that. Here's a loaded question, Jeff, from Ultra Paradise on YouTube. 
will we ever see prime Jose again? You and I have had some discussions about Jose Ramirez this season, and and he has not been peak Jose, and he is 31, 32 now? He's 31. He just one, turned 31, 31 this month. Um, no, I'm going to keep it short and simple. And he's, he's past the peak. I mean, you hit 30, you start to decline. You are a smaller build guy. Type. Those types yeah. decline earlier. No, we're not going to see those probably top five MVP seasons anymore. We can still see a very good player. We still saw a very good player, but you know, quick answer, much like the last one. Last one, yes. This one, no. Yep, I would say he's got a 5.1 F4 this year. I would say you can expect some more years like this one. I mean, uh, getting back to the see a bit of a downhill. I wouldn't be surprised if like next year is 4.8. Yeah, we'll see. I still feel like he's the signs are still there. The things are okay in terms of where he's finishing right now, but you never know that that turnabout can always come up. Uh, here's a question I don't think we can answer, Aaron. Just curious what your ideal batting order is for opening day next year. Uh, I, I attempted to answer this. So, you know, in an ideal world, it'd actually probably be um, Jose one. I know people will be crazy. Call me crazy at that. Cause you want a little pop there, uh, but I'm okay. Quan one, Quan yeah. one, Jose two, Josh three, Bo four, five, Andre six, Manzardo seven, Gabby, and then eight and nine, you know, whatever outfielders they decide to throw out there. You Ooh, know, that's a lot of lefties in a row. Yeah. I mean, Hey, I'm, I, listen, if I was going full bore, I'd have a right-handed and left-handed lineup with platoons. I'm I'm not going that level on this, you know? You could. I'm I just mean, throwing you'd it. Have, yeah, you'd have, you know, Loriano maybe and still here Andres next year. Is, yeah, and Andres is not a traditional lefty. We have enough this data to say that Andres is really a right-handed bat masquerading as and a I lefty. Think, and I think you can bat Andres anywhere. You couldn't. If you yes. wanted to – I think I think he's a little too aggressive to hit leadoff, but if you want to hit him second – uh, or third, that would be fine. Like if you had Jose hitting leadoff, um, I would say you could hit Andre second if you wanted to, and Quan third. Nail- the Naylor's four and five, and then go from there. But yeah, Bo Naylor has to be up in the lineup next year for sure. He can't be hitting ninth all year. You can play around with Ramon Laureano with a platoon split up there. But yeah, I'm, I'm fine with what they have right now. The top three, it works. Move Jimenez up, move Bo Naylor up. And we'll see where the chips fall in the offseason. I would like to see more David Fry. And your bench can't be Cam Gallagher, Jose Tana, and, and Tyler Freeman next year. And Miles Straw. Not great. Uh, Jackson, do do any prospects make the open roster? Does the Lauder make it up next year? I think you hope that Kyle Manzardo is the starting yeah, first baseman first on baseman. opening day. That's the that's That should be the idea. I don't think there's any reason that you – would go against that at this point. I mean, I know he doesn't have to be on the 40 man roster until 2024 until the end of 2024, but, but he's in AAA. He's yeah. hit the ball. Well, he's ready. And that's why you made the trade. Yep. When guys are ready, you bring him up. Listen, they didn't need to add anyone outside of Logan Allen at the end of this year to the roster and Bybee and Williams they already have Bybee and Williams anyway. Yeah. Right. So Delauder, I'm going to say, no, this is definitely no. not what this team does. He, if Delauder can force the issue, it's one thing, but that also, if you have the lotter up, that implies that George Valera is probably not here or he's hurt mm-hmm. again, which is also very likely. That implies but that. Uh, that also you know, means the lotter. I'm going to do everything's favorite and interrupt. That implies the lotter is healthy, which he has not been able to do ever, like in college, in the minors this year. He has missed significant time with injury every, basically every year of his advanced playing life. So 
you got to keep that in mind. Yeah, we're all focused on, hey, after that initial injury, he's been fine. But this is a guy much like George Valera where little injuries seem to knock out a month, month and a half, sometimes more of every single season he's played in. Wasn't he fine college in 2021? Mm-mm. Or 2022, he was no, hurt. He did not complete a full season in college. What what injury did he have the year before? He had the foot I, injury his draft yes, year. What was his the, draft year? It was another minor dig and miss. He uh, he did not play. I, was it a knee? I can't remember. But he, yeah, because he played think, the Cape that year. And he yes. he played a lot of games on the Cape. He was great on the Cape. That's what really elevated right. his numbers. But he so he, played. He bar- I mean, he he played less games, I believe, over his three. You know, one of them was a COVID year. Yeah, he only played in twenty six games in twenty twenty one. He played in, in Cape, yeah, he played 24 in 2022 and 34 in the Cape. I mean, he played as many games across three years, one being a COVID year, as most guys play in one season. So he well, was, there you go. Yeah. he was never, ever healthy in college. Um, and that was an issue. It's a concern. Yeah. Yeah. Unli- I think it's unlikely he comes up a, a no. for the health reasons and B just, he would have to be healthy and playing out of his mind for, for Cleveland to be forced into that decision. Uh, early thoughts on the starting rotation in Columbus next season, Cantillo. And this is a fun one. Uh, uh, Leftwich, we assume, is going to be up there, right? Yeah, he didn't have a great year. And I know. Will, De- he... Will Dion, your guy, Will Dion. Will Dion, yeah. Play. I do like Will Dion quite a bit. Do you, if, when, I shouldn't say, okay, not opening day, because I don't think he'll be ready by then. When he comes back, do you just put Espino. Daniel Espino right in AAA? Do you skip AA? His, I know well, he, he had like four had, starts in AA. He, he dominated. Yeah. I mean, didn't he have more than I thought he had more than that. It was like maybe six. It wasn't that much. He pitched like 12 innings or like 15 innings. That's uh, not a lot. Um, I, I if they, pull it if up they to... continue to use Hunter Stanley as a starter, he'll go to AAA in the, as a rotation guy. Um, Doug Nikhazy probably goes to AAA, even though he really struggled in AA. And Ross Carver, I, I, right. just, I'm very four four games for him in Double A. So I I think as yeah. you know, they knowing them, he would likely start in Double A. They view that as I a would very agree. important step in the ladder. So I don't I think agree, it's him. So Ro- no, I watch out for Ross Carver. Just... Yes, Ross Carver is a good call. I'm I, very I think... I'm very interested in him. He's yeah. going to play in the AFL. Carver um, Cantillo, Carver Cantillo, Dion, maybe yeah. Nikhazy, but you're also going to have. We have no idea what they're going to I mean, do with Cody Morris. Morris yet. might start the year down there. Um, we just don't know what what role he's going to be in. And Hunter Gaddis probably starts down there as depth. So there's that. Yeah. I mean, Tanner Burns might get a move up. I know. It was well, Tanner of... Burns is in the bullpen now. Cleveland moved okay, to, sufficient. Cleveland moved to the bullpen that. at the end of the year. And then uh, do we know about Tommy? I mean, I didn't pay attention at all to Tommy. Mace, Mace only got up the second half of Akron, and he didn't yeah. pitch all that great. So I would yeah. assume one, maybe one half of the season. No, that's him. the thing. It's like we there is kind of. You know, we'll get into it later, but the pitching this year, uh, a lot of guys fell back, graduated, or got hurt. <clears throat> Ooh, this one might be kind of hard to answer in the next minute or so, but we can at least set it up. Any realistic trade targets for Bieber? We've talked about destinations for him uh, all over the map, really. I think there, there's a lot of good fits. One of them, okay, so... Jeff, you did the, the smart thing and pointed out that the pitch, starting pitching market is weak this offseason. It's it's Aaron Nola. It's Lucas Giolito. It's Blake Snell. It sounds like Eduardo Rodriguez is going to join them. He's going to opt out of his deal in Detroit. Why didn't um, he accept a trade? That's still so weird to me. He didn't want to go to L.A. You know, he, it was a family decision. Can't blame him. No, no, and, yeah, it's uh, fine. You're right. You're absolutely right. But Yeah, so... He'll go out and get some good money because he's pitched well this year. Detroit will probably do their best to resign him, truthfully, because 
They've got is, a lot of good talent coming. Is he comp pick eligible? Did Boston not offer him a comp pick? I feel like. Well, he's been, I don't know, but he's been under contract with the Tigers for a couple of years now. So he should be comp pick eligible because he's been there for. We can only get the qualifying offer once. So if he got when he left Boston, then he's not. But what if you've played for the team Doesn't more matter. than a couple years? Oh, you okay, can only get it once. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, there are some some targets out there for Bieber that should be interested based on the weak market. We'll throw out some team names. No, yeah, you. the Tigers did surrender a pick for him. So, yeah, they can't. He, he is okay. completely unfettered. Interesting. So that's good. That's good for his market. And that's not so good for Bieber, truthfully. Yeah. So we'll tell you why. And we'll tell you where we think he might land in a minute. If you are going to watch the game over the weekend, I know a lot of people are going to watch again. The Buckeyes are off on Saturday, so I don't have as much reason to use it. But uh, I am a big fan of DoorDash. I've used it multiple times myself. And as I've said in the past before, I've used it for um, sending groceries and random household goods uh, to my dad before he passed away. It's a really good tool for anybody who, um, if you have the money to do it, let's be honest here. It, it does take some financial requirements. It's not as cheap as going to the store to do it yourself. But if you have the financial means, it's not that expensive. It's not like it's crazy or anything, but you can send a lot of stuff very quickly. And you're also going to get a 20, uh, 50% off. I'm sorry, $20 value, 50% off your first DoorDash order when you use our code locked in MLB. So you are going to save some money here using DoorDash and use our code locked in MLB. If you want to send something to a family member who maybe you can't run stuff to them. Um, it's a really, and you, and you have the time, Time, uh, you don't have a lot of time on your side to do it. Uh, so get 50% off that DoorDash order up to $20 value using that code locked in. It'll be a checkout, limited time offer, terms apply. 50% off, $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees in that first order, too. That's very important when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code locked in MLB. Don't forget to use the code locked in MLB for 50% off that first DoorDash order. Friday, the final series for Tito, the final series for Miguel Cabrera. Listen to that action on your Sirius XM app all weekend long. Just search Guardians. Uh, okay, Jeff, first destination for Shane Bieber that's realistic. I am going to say. Well, you're thinking I'll say Arizona, and I'll go back to the fact that you can make yeah. some interesting deals with them. They have a comp A pick. Uh, if you want to buy low, Christian Robinson is a really interesting prospect. Okay. Mm -hmm. The full book on Christian Robinson is he had a mental health break. He had a mental health issue and he did assault a police officer. So let's put that on front street. He was walking on the highway and something happened. So he had to be, basically he could not play stateside for the last three years. He couldn't get a visa. So this is a guy who got 2.5 million and has been like a top 40 prospect who mm -hmm. lost all those years, has big power from the right side, has big speed. But is down, you know. Talk about a buy low. He's off on top 40. of yeah, on top of being a um, uh, on top of the chat fact that they could get potentially a uh, you know comp A pick, and then uh, you know, they they have some outfielders. I don't know if there's anyone who can jump in and and be uh, a huge upgrade. Is the one downside there to them uh, now that they've moved from uh, Canzone, unless you kind of like Dominic Fletcher, but Fletcher feels like more of what they have. Uh, I just wish there was a. They have a good B and C piece. I don't see the good A piece. Mm -hmm. Cardinals <clears throat> are an obvious fit there. There mm -hmm. are plays. There are things you can do with the Cardinals. They definitely need pitching. Um, 
And I think the Cardinals have pieces to give up that can match the Guardians. Depends on how they feel about their outfielders. The Brewers, I think we've talked about the Brewers multiple times. They're going to have multiple guys hitting free agency yeah. next season. Um, <clears throat> Bieber would too, for sure. So that makes things more complicated. Yeah, it's just that's hard with their current situation. <clears throat> I wonder I, if the Brewers are more interested in Cal Quantrill. Uh, the Rangers are still a good fit for Bieber as well. Yeah. They've got some stuff in their minors. I, I like their system quite a bit. Honestly, they the, have the Reds should get talked about. Like you know, they'll have that comp B pick, not a comp A. They have depth for days. You know, there we talked about yesterday. Someone like Jake Fraley, who had a great first half, we can't even find at bats right now. And they're going to keep moving guys. So I still think there's a world where a red trade makes sense. Especially if you can turn a comp B into a first round pick. Yeah. Ed wants to know realistic right-handed outfielders with power. None could be targeted. Um, I hate to tell you guys. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a slim market. I, um, Outfield- everybody wants, everybody wants power. Everybody wants outfielders. Cleveland's not alone in this. If you have any young outfielders under contract, you're keeping them. You're not moving them. The free agent market stinks. Like, I'm looking at the free agent market. Okay, Lourdes Gurriel is a free agent. 24 home runs this year. I don't know how many were hitting Arizona. Lourdes Gurriel is decent, but he's not your normal middle-of-the-order pop. You know, uh, I don't think the Brewers are moving on from Mark Canha. I think they would keep him next year. He's got a club option. He's been a big part of their team since he got traded there. They'll be interested. He's not going anywhere. He's not a switch hitter, but like if they if they keep Kenha and you know I sent you an article about how Tyrone Taylor has been a big like has had the highest ISO on that team in the second half. They they actually you know it's like Disney he is left handed, but they're not and they're not trading him because of that. But it's like you know I I don't know what hand Sal Freilich is, but there's a world where a Freilich, a Weimer, a you know a uh, Garrett Mitchell. I don't know if I don't know what hands any of them are, but like those are guys who no. Uh, it turns out Tyrone Taylor, by the way, right handed. But it's like one of those guys maybe could help you, though. You know, it, I'm just looking at outfielders, like trying to find a right-handed bat. That's that's that. It's already hard enough to find uh, an mm-hmm. outfielder in general, let alone to get focused on on what they hit as. I the one outfielder who again is one. I, I know who you're going to mention. I know who you're going to say right here. <laughs> who am I going to mention? The uh, Taylor Ward. You're going to yeah. say Taylor Ward. Yeah, and he's a right-handed that's fine. Bat with multiple years I... of control. Who. Had a rough start, but bounced back, and then you know had the 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 ball off the face and has facial fractures and won't play the rest of the year. And that's a team that Angels team could be in for a massive rebuild when this season hits. Like uh, they're kind of Trout is Trout, and I don't know what his trade market's going to be. Joe Adele has actually played pretty well in the last month, so it's like okay, we can try and build around Adele and Trout. Um, but yeah, it's I'm fine a, with with Taylor Ward. Here, here's the yeah. thing. We're going to talk about Taylor Ward of the offseason, I'm sure, multiple times, because there's going to be probably rumors. Um, he's 29. Yeah. He is coming off a very serious injury. You have no idea how he's going to bounce back from this. This is a an injury that could really shake things. It was a facial fracture. He's hit by a yeah. pitch. Guy has bounced back from this weirdly sometimes. He's a late bloomer. He's had three solid years in a row, although the, the 2021 year he didn't play a whole lot. And he's um, a if com- you, converted catcher sometimes take longer. Yeah, if you... Make this trade. What are you giving up? And this is this can apply to a lot of different deals. What are you giving up for Taylor Ward? And it had because we and also because there has to be more. Taylor Ward is the kind of guy to me that okay, that's a fine acquisition. You can do stuff with that, but you have to do more. He is not a guy where you say okay, we got Taylor Ward. We've got our group. This is what we need to add to our group. We're done. Like there has to be an and to this, which is why I say if you're going to get Taylor Ward, you have I mean, to be careful what you give up for this the, because I think there has to be more done. 
the the one thing I'll say is like this is a team that cut David Fletcher after giving him a big contract, and he has been their second baseman because they have no other options. So right. they are in a world where you know this is the rare team where you could do an infielder for outfielder trade, and it, and uh, this is the thing I'll say it's it's also to kind of throw your words back out back at you is we talked about like Taylor Ward might be as good as it gets on the trade market this year. Like as much as this might be the only piece they could right, maybe but that add, means that I means mean, they can hold a higher price for him, and I don't think he is the kind of guy you want to be paying overpaying for. I just don't know. But I mean, I feel like at this point in time, there's so much infield depth here. There is a way to, to necessarily, uh, you know, figure out a way to get that done. Cause they, they need angels might be the one team you can rip off. There's not a lot of teams you can rip off in trades. The angels might be one of the few. This is, I know a lot of people like Ty Freeman, but this could be the perfect, you know, like Ty Freeman and, a lesser yeah. pitching guy or even a Ty Freeman and a Cal Quantrell. So they can feel like they're trying to compete now. Um, right. You know, and that might get you Adele in a secondary piece or not Adele. Mm. Um, Warden. A All right. We got piece. a few. Yeah. We got a few more to roll through here. Um, Brand Mills eyebrow, our buddy on Twitter. We already did this. external. We, we really? kind of already did it. Yeah. I'm going to throw out Leody Tavares to Texas is an interesting one. He's just plus miles straw. Uh, that's he that's, is. He is. I mean, I'd rather go for Freilich and hope for, like I said, I, Freilich is a guy too, where we talked about, like I'd be willing to flip Quantrell and Rocchio for Freilich and Freilich's got some really good athleticism. And I think, you know, it's enough of an upgrade. I agree. Chaz McCormick could be an interesting one to the Astros. I don't want to trade him for pitching. Uh, comment by Tanner for rookie of the year. Is Kerstad still a pipe dream for Bieber? Yes, that's not happening. We can move I don't on to that one. I, I, I still think there's a small <clears throat> chance. I, I don't think Kerstad is that level, high level of a prospect. I, I, yeah. He's kind of one of their mid-tier guys. Chuck, our buddy on Twitter. Path for Juan Bieber to play in Cleveland. When does he arrive? I think the best path for him is still second base. Yeah. You could move Stephen Kwan to center and put Brito in left, but he's got to go through a lot of time to figure that out. I think your best bet is uh, Jimenez at short, Brito at second. And that might be the best way to go. He might be the best bat in the minors. Um, Mid-season is probably the quickest you'd see. Earliest, yeah. Uh, who will the Guardians trade this offseason to? Arias, Rocchio, Freeman, Tana, Martinez. Who should they? From Zach. I'm going to say they should trade Freeman. Yeah. No spot from here. I don't, know if, I don't know if Tana has a lot of value. No, Your value doesn't. guys are Ro- Rocchio and Arias. Yeah. And, and Martinez who you want to. You should trade yeah. Rocchio. And I'll say this because Rokio has the most value and they need Correct. to go out and get some pieces. So the guy you should trade is Rokio because he's the one who's going to net something. I'm not trading yes. those other pieces net something. And being able to move him in as a shortstop also gives you yeah. a little bit of money in the bank there. Uh, real quick at the end here from our longtime supporter, Mark, uh, pretend the Guardians trade for 23-year-old right-handed corner outfielder with 29 home runs and 97 OPS. Don't you think I'm going to be excited about him? Because uh, I know there's a lot of talk about J. Rod not being the answer, Jonathan Rodriguez. Yeah. Look, I think Rodriguez will be added to the 40 man roster this offseason, but I would still be looking at the same stuff. I'd be no. looking at the strikeout rate, I'd be looking at the no. chase rate. I'd be looking at at his history. Like, yeah, the stats are great, but I'm not. I don't judge prospects based on home run totals and OPS. Like those are not predictive. Um, who was it? The guy from the Rays that had uh, 30 home runs in the minors for Cleveland. A couple years ago, uh, I can't remember the guy's Richie last name. Schaefer, Schaffer, Ri- you know. Yeah, Richie Schaefer had 30 home runs in the minors for Cleveland. Bobby Bradley's had 30 home runs down there. Yeah, Andy Marte hit like it, 25. It, Laporte hit 25. Doesn't you matter. You want to look at, you know, you want to walk that. look at the K rate. You want to look at the imbalance between walk and K rate. You want to look at ISO, isolated power. You want to look at bat pip. The home runs. And, and defensive and, value, which. Yes. Rodriguez That's the thing. Jonathan Rodriguez, everyone gets fixated on the home runs and it's great. And I personally would have, I would have rather seen him up here than Cole Calhoun at the end of the year, like all this time, I would have much rather seen him get that run. But 
it's this it's a very similar profile to Oscar. And we've talked about that that is a hard profile to find success. And there's a reason why, like a year ago, when I pulled up like four batters with Oscars walk and, and K ratios in contact, there's only four guys in the last 20 years who had even had that. And that was across all of it because those guys don't stick. It just it's a profile that doesn't find success. All right. Well, that's all we got for this week. The next yeah. time we talk to you, the season will be over and we will be into off season mode. So uh, thanks for listening all year. Thanks for supporting us. We have yeah. lots to do in the off season and go, go guardians guys.